it's Charlie. If you don't know me, I'm a certified personal and career coach who helps you minimise your doubts and maximise your potential. Welcome to the Your Time to Grow podcast, where I talk through common questions I might be asked, share my tips, tricks and experience. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of uh, Your Time to Grow podcast. It is Charlie. Hello and welcome. Um, If you are following on from episode 123, uh, we are talking about more distorted thoughts. If you haven't heard that episode and you've come straight into this one, it might be worth going back and listening to that one where I I cover the most common, uh, five most common uh, distorted thoughts before I move on to, to these ones. That said, it probably doesn't really matter if they are uh, not done in order, um, but it's entirely up to you. So we finished last week on catastrophizing, and I want to go straight in uh, this week with personalization. So the personalization distorted thoughts leads us to believe that we're responsible for events that in reality are completely or partially out of your control. And this particular type of distorted thought often results in us feeling guilty or assigning blame without contemplating all the factors involved. So, for example, your child has an accident and you blame yourself for allowing them to climb up the climbing frame. Or you feel that if um, if, <laughs> if your kids had... Um, you know, being ready on time, then you would have been ready on time for work. And I think as well, we we play a little bit of personalization when we're watching sports matches. When we're like my father-in-law, he's really funny. So if if the cricket score is one one one, he picks his leg off the floor. That kind of thing. It's like you do know that you have no help. <laughs> no control over the outcome of this game of cricket uh, unless you are actually you know batting or fielding the ball um but it's where i think a lot of superstitions come in um and with personalization personalization we also take things personally so for example if a friend is talking about their personal beliefs regarding parenting um you take their words as an attack against your parenting style Uh, Next up, control fallacies. So related again, uh, the word fallacy refers to an illusion, misconception or error. And control fallacies can go in actually two opposite ways. So either we feel responsible or in control of everything in, in yours and other people's lives. Or you feel that you have no control over anything in your life. So, for example, you couldn't compete, uh, complete, sorry, you couldn't complete a report that was due today and you immediately think, of course I couldn't complete it. My boss is overworking me and everyone was so loud in the office. Who can get anything done like that? And so in this example, you place all of the control of your behaviour on someone else or on um, external circumstance. And this is called an external control fallacy. And the other type is one where you base it on the belief that your actions and presence impact or control the lives of others. So, for example... You think you make someone else happy or unhappy and you think all of their emotions are controlled directly or indirectly by your behaviours. Um, I see this a lot 
uh, with people pleasers. You know, that if we don't do something, we're going to upset somebody. I definitely fall into this kind of distorted thinking quite a lot. Um, and to get myself out of it, I have to remind myself that I don't have control of other people's emotions. And honestly, I use it as a bit of a jokey thing, like I'm not superwoman or I can't think of a... Um, there's an X-Men, isn't there? There's an X-Man who can control people's thinking. Uh and I literally can't remember the name. Um, but you'll know. Magneto. Magneto, can they do that? No, it's the opposite of Magneto. Anyway, it doesn't really matter for the purpose of this conversation. But my point is that um, the way to get out of it is to say, okay, what is in, in my control? And essentially, it is only your behaviours and your actions that are within your control. Uh, everyone else's behaviours and actions are outside of your control. And um, and they don't also... you you. You know, in that first example, you're allowing that excuse of overworking or being too noisy or busy in the office to affect your work. Um, because there are things that you could do, like telling everyone to shut up or putting noise cancelling headphones on or whatever. Um, so it's really focusing on what is within your control. The fallacy of fairness. Oh my gosh, this is one my kids really suffer from. Um, so this refers to measuring every behaviour and situation on a scale of fairness. So finding that other people don't assign the same value of fairness to an event makes you really resentful. So in other words, you believe you know what's fair and what isn't and it upsets you when other people disagree with you. Now this leads us to face conflict with certain people and situations because you feel the need for everything to be fair according to your own parameters. But fairness is rarely absolute and often can be self-serving. So, for example, you expect your partner to come home and massage your feet. It's only fair since you spent all day making them dinner, that kind of thing. Uh, but they arrive exhausted and they only want to take a bath. And they believe it's fair to take a moment from the day to relax from the day's chaos so they can pay full attention to you and enjoy your dinner instead of being distracted and tired. So who's right? Like, you're both right, right? Um, so, yeah. As say something my kids do all the time um next up is blaming so blaming refers to making other people responsible for how you feel so you made me feel bad is what usually defines this distorted thought however even when other people engage in hurtful behaviors you're still in control of how you feel in most situations the distortion comes from believing that others have the power to affect your life even more uh, then you have the power to affect your life. So, for example, a colleague comments on your new dress and you feel upset for the rest of the day. You make me feel bad about myself, you might tell them. Shoulds. This one I feel very passionately about. Um, as distorted thoughts, should statements are subjective, ironclad rules that you set for yourself and others without considering the specifics of a circumstance. So you tell yourself that things should be in a certain way with no exceptions. For example, you think that people should always be on time or that someone who's independent should also be self-sufficient and never ask for help. Now, those are two that I have thought and they're very judgy. Um, when it comes to yourself, you might believe you should always make your bed or you should always make people laugh. You, maybe you tell yourself you should be better. Um when things when these things don't happen and 
And really, they depend on so many factors. You feel guilty, disappointed, let down, frustrated. You might believe, and this is super common, you might believe that you can motivate yourself with statements such as, I should go to the gym every day. I should get a new job because that will make me happy. But when circumstances change and you can't do what you should, you become angry, upset. So, for example, you get out of work late and you couldn't get to the gym or you go for interviews and you can't get a job. You double down on being really hard on yourself and the guilt of, you know, well, I should be able to do this, like intensifies. Emotional reasoning. So this leads you to believe that the way you feel is a reflection of reality. So I feel this way about this situation, hence it must be a fact. So for example, if you don't feel good enough in a particular situation, that might turn into, well, I don't belong anywhere. And this kind of distorted thought may also lead us to believe that future events depend on how you feel. So for example, you might completely believe that something bad is going to happen today because you woke up feeling anxious. Or you might also assess a random situation based on your emotional reaction. So if someone says something that makes you angry, you immediately conclude that this person is treating you poorly. Now, I'm just going to say at this point, there are obviously some mental health uh, diagnoses that, like... um, Compulsive obsessive disorder, um, which I feel has got another name, but I can't think what it is, uh, that are much more serious, I want to say. Like, I'm talking for the odd distorted thoughts that you have, um, or maybe they're a bit more than odd, but they're definitely not compulsive. So, just thinking, you know, that, um, you know, when we wake up and we're like, oh, I'm in such a bad mood and everything's going to go wrong today is totally different to if I don't wash my hands 15 times in a certain way, somebody's going to die. Like if you're having severely distorted thoughts, please speak to a mental health professional if you can or to, you know, um, well, any professional, really, uh, because the, the, there is a difference um, in severity. Well, I'm, as I say, I'm just really focusing on the kind of everyday uh, thoughts that are not really severe and compulsive, um, but just kind of the average, the average ones that we all occasionally have, or as I say, maybe more than occasionally. Anyway, um, next up, the fallacy of change. So the fallacy of change has you expecting other people will change their ways to suit your expectations or need particularly when you pressure or manipulate them so for example you want uh, your partner to focus only on you despite knowing that they've always been very social and value time with friends so every time they go out you let them know it's not okay with you and eventually you know they will change their ways and let and want to stay home all the time global labeling So labelling or mislabeling refers to taking a single attribute and turning it into an absolute. So this happens when you judge and then define yourself or others based on an isolated event. They're usually very negative and very extreme. So maybe you see a new teammate applying makeup before a meeting and you call them shallow. 
or they don't submit a report on time and you label them useless. This is an extreme form of overgeneralization that leads you to judge an action without seeing the context and taking that into account, which in turn leads you to see yourself and others in a way that may not be accurate. And it has a huge impact on how you interact with other people and and adds friction to you know relationships. And when you assign those labels to yourself, it hurts your self-esteem and confidence, leading you to feel insecure and anxious. Okay, always being right. So this desire turns into a distorted thought when it trumps everything else, including evidence and other people's feelings. So in this distorted thought, you see your own opinions as facts of life and you will go to great lengths to prove you're right. So, for example, and this is quite an extreme example, um, you quarrel with with your sibling about how your parents haven't supported you enough. You're convinced that this was the case all the time, while your sibling believes it varied according to the situation. And since your sibling doesn't feel the same way, you become angry and say that uh, things rub your sibling up the wrong way. You know they're getting upset, but you continue the argument to prove your point. So those are the most common distorted thoughts. And some of them will have resonated and other of them won't. Other times you might have recognised them in someone else. Um, But it's important to understand where these unhelpful kind of thinking styles or these distorted thoughts come from. So one thought is that they come from assumptions that we've made and then that creates an automatic thought which then drives our beliefs and assumptions so for example um, if we jump to conclusions then we make an assumption that if it's been true in the past it's always going to be true or if we believe that we're the only one who can take responsibility or we personalise something, we then have an automatic thought that I am responsible for all bad things, failures, for example. So these thoughts might come from uh, our childhood where, you know, we've been told something by a caregiver, um, like, you know, you're useless or that was your fault and you're thinking that really wasn't my fault and then you you kind of question it and you go, well, maybe it was my fault, maybe I did something um, or... You know, you've been told, well, you make me feel bad. And then you kind of carry on that that thought with other people and with yourself and, and all the rest of it. So some of it can come from that. But there is another thought that uh, we've evolved to be this way. So um, we have brains that allow us to think about things other than in the moment. And that ab- ability has benefited the survival of our species. And... Um, it's they've not always been a bad thing so for example all or nothing thinking uh, is a really quick way to categorize a way of thinking in order to quickly evaluate a situation and the more speedy we can do this can mean that we survive quicker so you know if i do that uh, then this might happen or um if I always approach a uh, sleeping lion, then, or whoever approaches a sleeping lion gets eaten, then we suddenly become, right, okay, you must never approach a sleeping lion in case you get eaten, that kind of thing. I'm not sure if that was a great example, but you get my way of thinking. Um, emotional reasoning. 
So this is where um, we rely on our feelings as sources for information. Actually, something that I uh, advocate, you know, in terms of listening to your intuition. Um, but it's just making sure that we recognize that we are potentially relying on our lizard brain or um, we're listening to the inner voice, which isn't actually our intuition, that kind of thing. And disqualifying the positive can be related to modesty, which is actually deemed societally as something very attractive. It can also be a kind of better safe than sorry. Um, so by looking at kind of risk and that kind of thing um, that we go, well, yes, that's happened lots of times, but then this, you know, this terrible thing could happen and there's a big risk. So I'm not I'm just not going to do it. Um, so there's a couple of different ways of 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 how we think and why we think. Um, and yeah, it just kind of uh, we end up in this this way of distorted thinking through lots of different channels but as I said um perhaps in the, the previous episode or maybe in this one I can't remember they've been quite long um this isn't your fault it's not a conscience conscious way of thinking we don't go oh yes let's think this distorted thought or how could we distort this kind of thinking it's kind of uh something that we do without thinking and the trick is to recognize it and we take our thinking and we use it to uh, justify things so um you know it's been a busy day i'm not going to go to the gym uh, because i don't have time or um we might kind of create random rules you know and and sometimes I, like we joke about it so we'll say um oh you know uh there's uh there's cake in the office that's got zero calories because all the calories fell out on the way up the stairs like that kind of silly banter but actually that is distorted thinking in its own right or we might even um and i definitely fall into this we if we try really hard and we sacrifice something um we expect to be rewarded and we do this with food all the time so uh I did a, you know, I, I ran a marathon, therefore I deserve a treat, which, you know, one might argue is true, but does that treat need to be food? Or even, you know, I worked really hard at work and I expect my boss to recognise me. But actually, we might say, yeah, I did work really hard and I do deserve credit, but, you know, um, it doesn't have to be recognition from my boss. I can recognise my own efforts in, in doing that. So I've covered most of the distorted thoughts that um, I can think of. Uh, if you have any more that I've missed, then please let me know. Um, but that's kind of it for this week. And then next week I will kind of unpack how we uh, balance out these distorted thoughts and how we start to um, overcome them and see the world differently. So thank you for listening and I will see you back here next week. So thanks so much for listening. I do really appreciate um, every listener and all the support that you give and the feedback that I get from you. If you have found value in what I've had to say today or if it's triggered a kind of response in you and you want to know more 
or you want to seek help and you don't quite know who to, to go to, then please get in touch over at yourtimetogrow.com. You'll find um, there's a let's uh, connect, let's talk button that you can get in touch with me directly or there are loads of other resources on the website and on um, my free CMS.